0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'd like to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. The most important thing is showing up. Don't think that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself, show up, and and remain steadfast. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring
1: women along with you.
0: Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership My favorite thing to do.
1: I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant.
0: Their stories connect us and help us to understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up.
1: Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time.
0: Hello. I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm happy to welcome you, welcome Alyssa Fisher-Harris to smart, amazing conversations with Dr. Nancy. Alyssa is living proof that seeking a purpose of doing good for others is the key to finding fulfillment and resilient in times of adversity. She channeled her own adversity into living a life on purpose, and she named her podcast after that where she interviewed me about my own purpose in supporting women a few months ago. Alyssa is a global leader, working as a partner and chief impact officer with the Fifth Element Group, where she directs the company's impact initiatives for their clients with omni-win strategies to help sustain and make the world a better place for all of us. Our paths have crossed so many, many times working with the Fifth Element Group, the National Women's History Museum, both receiving the Hear Her Song Award from the Canalis Group. Canalis Group, And we are truly sisters under the skin and I'm pleased to welcome her to tell her own amazing story today on Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy.
1: Welcome, <laughs> Alyssa. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. I'm so happy to be here and just honored.
0: Well, you know, this is, this is, a, this is a great time for us all in so many ways that when we come together, uh, we can do anything. That's the, the Lift Women Up campaign. So when we lift as we rise, we lift one another and it's a great time in our history. And I think things are getting better, much better, but yeah, uh, welcome, welcome. There's so much I wanna to talk to and it's about you. This next 30 minutes is about you, what you're doing. But first of all, I wanna talk about how did you get to be the person I'm talking to today? That's very, very important. When women learn the story, about how they became the person today and of course that story goes on and on but your story is extremely important for so many women who definitely wonder about how adversity how how adversity in their own lives affects them so tell us how you got to be you the one I'm talking to today.
1: (laughs) Thank you well it's so funny because you know I I um I don't like to talk about myself that much. And, you know, I created my show because I wanted to shine a light on the other people I, I call a purpose change making heroes. So it's always, it's always um, nice when people ask me, but um, I always get kind of funny about it. Like I'm just one story and everyone's got one. And so I, I really appreciate you, you allowing me this opportunity, because I think I am getting to a place in my life where I'm realizing that even though we might feel like we are one story, our stories do sort of um, touch people's lives in in certain ways, like there's relatability to certain aspects of our lives. Yeah. So just with that, thank you for sharing, um, letting me share and um, just thrilled to be your guest on your your endeavor into this video uh, podcast era. Um, kind of the nuts and bolts of my life is uh, I, I talk about how, where I am right now is sort of this concept of taking adversity in life and channeling it into vehicles for good. And we have an opportunity and a choice, no matter what life throws at us, whether it's something that might, you know, there's no level of adversity that is more or worse than someone else's. It's all relative to someone else's life experience. But when people hear my life story, sometimes they're just like, Oh my God, it's so much. And it is. And so just in a nutshell, I'll quickly try to get through it. Um, I, uh, I was born um, to a, an undiagnosed schizophrenic mom, which you obviously in your profession are very familiar with that and how difficult that is. Yeah. And because of that, my father was unable to really keep a sustainable job. And so we grew up homeless on and off for the first 13 years of my life, mostly on, but I can kind of count on my hand the, the several times we actually had a place to live, an apartment Um, if my mom would sort of have a moment of peace, we, my grandparents could help us get into a place and, but it typically wasn't, we had a few nice places, but most of the time it wasn't great. And it was really like feast or famine. It was inconsistent. And so growing up that way really instilled in me, um, very early understanding of the perils of humanity and suffering and how sometimes we can't control what happens to us. And I remember distinctly being eight years old thinking, I don't ever want anyone to feel like this. It's Mm. uncertain, scared, Yeah, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I, I decided to, at an early age, do what I could to start helping other people. I was in helping, you know, kids that I was in school with when I really didn't even have any lunch money. You know, I was, I was helping kids. Yeah. Um, And then it just kind of like life just snowballed from there. Um, I got out luckily at 13, a relative took me in and we moved from Denver to California. So imagine living in a car. I lived in cars, motels, and shelters in the snow in Denver, California, not an exaggeration, like real and um, got out at 13. uh, uh, My aunt and uncle luckily had taken me in. And that was sort of my first breath at a new life of knowing what sort of normal was, but I had already had this dysfunction deeply instilled in me. So it obviously also set a level of, uh, level set my self-worth and which really turned into a lack of self-worth most of my life. And then I'll just fast forward through most of it. Cause I know we only have a short time. I, I had a lot of other adversity happen. I was unfortunately a, a victim of rape at a young age. I, um, um, fast forward, got kind of sick in my twenties and learned that I had this weird adult onset. Kind of like uh, autoimmune thing that I fixed with holistic and integrative healthcare at the time, which was thirty years ago, and then I also lost two husbands to the same rare cancer that only affects ten thousand people a year in the United States. So there's a lot more in between (laughs) that's happened, but that those are pretty much like the the
0: big ones. But but that but that I think that that is why your story is so important because you know if you know if, if they saw you if I mean you're a beautiful. Attractive woman, great personality. A lot of women would see you and they think, you know, after talking to you for a few minutes, you know, you're successful and, uh, you know, things must be easy for you. And because, again, white women have a real tendency to compare themselves with other women and mm-hmm. sometimes a very negative fashion. So when they hear a woman's story like yours, or mine or anyone, because there's always adversity somewhere in our lives that that either we take it, use it as an opportunity, or again, it it takes us down. But this story of yours, in so many ways, will will be embraced by so many other women because they will understand that things have not been easy for you and the adversity is a choice that you made to, to move forward in your life. And not everyone does that, so for me, to listen to your story, you know, you're, you're a heroine, you're a warrior, you're a, a warrior queen, you've moved through your life and, and look where you are today. So today, where are you?
1: Yeah, thank you. So I, yeah, I, 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 made a choice to do what I could, like I said, to, to, you know, use your term, Nancy, lift humans up. Um, obviously your focus is on women. And I think it's important to focus on women because when we're talking about adversity, globally, women, probably are the most who suffer from adverse um, lifestyles and situations, but basically I took all of that pain and all those experiences and decided what can I do to help others with it, and so I spent my entire life, I put myself through college, I worked every kind of job you can imagine from restaurants to office jobs to grocery store clerks to everything, and started advancing through my life but every time i would do something new i would always find a local organization to volunteer with to, to help uh i i'm very passionate obviously about homeless advocacy um social equity uh, gender equity is in there too and mental health and health and wellness um are and the planet the environment are my passions and so i was always trying to find a way where i could be involved in something that could help other people and so naturally I kind of didn't even know it was a thing until I came here now to where I'm in this amazing partnership called fifth element group. I didn't really know what I was. I knew how to put people together in situations where they could help each other and advance causes that they cared about. But I didn't know that that was a, actually a term as a strategist. Yeah. And um, my friend, my dear, dear friend, Angela, who's a recruiter. One time we were talking, we're just trying to figure it out. And we're like, oh my God, I'm a strategist. And I always thought of like politics when I heard about strategy. Um, So that's kind of where I am now. I've done everything from branding, marketing, communications, you name it. It's kind of this weird, crazy path. I didn't have a linear, I always say I didn't have a linear career path, but everything I've ever done has been to somehow combine brands, donors, impact investors and people together so that they can unify and, and do something great for the world.
0: Well, I you mean, know, the two words that come to mind for me are trust and hope. Because, you know, again, for you to to really come become who you are today, the amount of trust and, you know, and always having hope, and you know, and 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 of course, I've been very blessed to be involved with the Fifth Element Group, not at all to the level that you have been, but. Uh, I mean, it truly is an organization that cares about other people, and this is a group of people that have come together to make the world a better place. And that's, you know, what that's uh that's pretty cool when you find, uh, you know, you you've been, you know, of anything, I think your your blessing has been to find these people, these men especially, who who have have no egos, mm-hmm. uh, and and everybody comes together, and and it's just a way to si- simply find a way to make the, the world a better place from climate to how to poverty to, uh, again, you, you talked about it over and over again, all the different things mm-hmm. that the fifth element group is doing. So why, why don't you talk, just talk about what, what they do? Absolutely. What you're doing as yeah. you were, you were the chief, you were, uh, you are the element group chief impact officer, but you're soon to be the uh Chief storyteller and I really I love that idea because, um, you know, that's that to me, you know, if you think back, you know, I think about the shaman in the in the tribe that they told stories and they passed stories down without their stories before the written word became available. There was only that storyteller and their job was so very, very important to continue to tell the history. And mm-hmm. to share the information that was passed down from one generation to the next, so I think that's very, very cool. Yeah. Being the sh- the chief storyteller.
1: Thanks. Well, I you know I I um, heard it uh, a long time ago with Microsoft. Actually, had one of the first chief storytellers who I happened to know, um, and he's a, he's a great guy named Steve Clayton. And to me, it kind of made sense. Impact officer, you know, so funny titles. We even talk about this in our partnership. Like, what is a title really? But the idea of a chief storyteller to me and to your point is I think so profoundly important because stories create movements. I mean, when people hear other people's stories, look at what's happened these days, just in the last, you know, decade and a half, there are very much negatives about it, but there are also some positives about social media and about places where platforms where people, regular everyday people are able to tell their stories about what's happening and how sometimes it's, created chaos, but other times it's created really positive things or people have been found when they were lost or you know, something like that. And so I think the power in storytelling and a lot of brands right now, a lot of companies are looking to say, how can we be better at telling our stories? Because up till now, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's important because you know what consumers, customers, anybody that you're engaging with, they're gonna want to know who you are, what you do, and what you stand for. Yeah. And how to communicate that in an authentic way, not a way I call good washing, which is we're just checking a box and because we think we have to, but like, how are we really doing this in a, in a meaningful way? And so with fifth element group, you know, we are, um, an external board of advisors an impact focused external board of advisors that are hired. By donors, brands, impact investors, people, nonprofits, people that want to basically have strategies and advisory opportunities, whether it's strategic partnerships, whether it's an executive search. We have an executive search division around a methodology called Leaders Who Care. We're able to create campaign strategies. Um, and really our skill set is strategic partnership alliances to help amplify the impact like yourself with Women Connect for Good that you're trying to make in the world. And it, it doesn't mean that somebody who, who hires us doesn't already Aren't already great and don't already know how to do that it just is growing it exponentially 10x because we have seven partners with incredible skill sets and different backgrounds that bring something to the table that you might not have with just one person in house yeah
0: well i think the the one thing that for me and for women connect for good in my group has been the introductions that are made Mm -hmm. uh, to to enhance what what we're doing but to again as you said continue to tell the story and find other organizations or institutions or people or whatever that also want to do the same thing. So there, there's great strength in numbers. So, and, and I think that's what Fifth Element does is that they bring together, uh, you know, I, when we went to Oxford, England and we mm-hmm. listened to one after another, the stories of these companies but they always had such a, a story of humanity and well-being of, and, and care of others and the world that, you know, I was in probably in close to tears most of the time because again, I don't think there's anybody in business if they're smart doesn't want to tell why they do what they do and what right. they hope their their product or their service or whatever will do, will serve to make the world a better place. And I think those are the companies, as, I think especially now since the pandemic is getting closer hopefully to the end, is that we're seeing those that are, those companies, those organizations that are continuing to thrive are those that understand something very, very important and it's called relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the Fifth Element group has done is it's not about, uh, you know, I can make you successful, I can make you more money, but it's really about the relationships and how we can come together and really change the world for good. So that was always, that was always my uh, feeling and being around all of you is that how can we, how can we take our dollars and our money and our expertise and make the world a better place. And there's not too many people that come out with those just those statements. So, you know. Right. Right.
1: I agree. Or- and it's about the it's about the networks too, you know, the power in networks. I mean, we were so lucky to bring you into so many things that we're involved in with, you know, the Skull World Forum, like you mentioned in, in Oxford and, and yeah. the United Nations. We're involved with the United Nations, the Nobel's Peace Prize Forum. And I think for for me, um, it's just so fun. It's not only reward, it's not only fun and awesome because we get to engage with incredible people like you, Nancy, who have taken a stand and said, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do in the world. How can I grow this into a bigger, uh, endeavor and really make tangible, meaningful impact. And like you said, it's not just about the dollars, even though the dollars do help with yeah. making more impact, yeah. but yeah. it is about relationships. And so, um, being, being able to take someone like you and, and hold you and shepherd you and bring you into these groups that you're already well-connected. You're already amazing in your own right, but it just, it just adds to the, to the pot of gold of, of goodness, you know, in a way. Um, Yeah. And so, and then out of that, you know, just by being in this environment with all these incredible, I call, I call them like you, I call the purpose change-making heroes. You don't know, but should that are doing something for the greater good. And I didn't mean for that to rhyme initially, but it seems to be happening a lot. Um, Out of that experience, I, I had this dream many years ago, meeting all these fascinating people that I just felt kind of resonated along the same ethos as myself of taking, taking life's challenges and wanting to have greater meaning in their life. And how could they, how could they turn that into a vehicle for good? They all have these great stories. And that's yeah. why I started my podcast, which was to create a platform where I could shine a light on these people that actually took that step into living in what I call the world on purpose with the intention of doing yeah. something good um, in the world. So how's
0: that going? That's pretty new. I mean, I, I was probably... Uh, well, I'd like to think I was yeah. the first, but I wasn't. <laughs> and I'm sorry you weren't the first. I
1: kind of <laughs> wanted to prove my concept first before I got someone like you on there because I just have so much respect for you. So well, for, no, me. no,
0: on purpose. I, I love it. You know, of course, you know, that's, you know, the, our great philosophers, you know, uh, it's all about living a life on in, on purpose. You know, Viktor Frankl, that was mm-hmm. all, which is probably one, uh, you know, what man's search for meaning. I wish it was called people's search for meaning but it was <laughs> called man search for meaning but again victor frankl was trying to explain that uh, many many years ago during the holocaust mm-hmm. after the holocaust after the devastation and the and the death and the the cruelty the cruelty he came out with this book which to me was still amazing for him to have gone through what he went through losing his family his mm-hmm. entire family uh, and then coming out and writing this wonderful book about living a life on purpose. And this is, this is key. You yeah. know, we, we've all got to have a reason to get up in the morning, don't we?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's what the Japanese call their Ikigai, you know, their, their reason for being is called Ikigai. And I, I never forgot that because I mean, we have to know that the, the mere fact that we're on planet earth and that we're alive means that we matter period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to, but to feel that we have greater meaning and adding to what things that are already meaningful to us, there's something really unique and special when we make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to step outside myself and do something for someone else. And even if it's one person, you know, it doesn't have to be serving hundreds of millions, which is great yeah, too, but yeah. just doing one thing, as you know, Nancy, cause you've sure. been doing that your whole life. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the show's going great. I mean, it's, it's slow growing, you know how it is to start something new. And, 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 yeah. and I wanted to do this four years ago. And of course we could talk about this too. My lack of, of self-worthiness, you know, feeling like, who am I to like do this? I if had I done it four years ago, maybe it, it, it would have not, there wouldn't been so much noise out there because there's a lot of people now with storytelling, having podcasts, which is great. Everyone has a voice. Um, so it's slow going and I've been really lucky. I've had some support along the way um, of people who believed in me. And I, I'm getting excited about some new things that are coming around that I'm, I'm going to be uh, announcing and just sh- positioning it, figuring out where, you know, how long often it should be, how, how long it should be. You know how it goes. I think you did that with your podcast probably, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I've been doing it for 12 years.
1: <laughs> I know before podcasts were even a thing. I mean, you're yeah, like a I,
0: I was, super trailblazer. <laughs> I, I was doing well, but, but again, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like the, the stars in the sky, there are so many now that, uh, you know, I mean, we, we have to, we, we have to use our connections to get out there. And that's again, where the collaboration comes and that's where women connecting for good is women supporting other women. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk a little, a little bit about women, because okay. again, you, you, you talk about adversity, but you also talk about business. You know, you've been very blessed to be connected with some pretty amazing people, amazing men, but you know, uh, you know, my, 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 my my true plight in so many ways is for white women to support other white women. Mm-hmm. You know, I've found in the, in the black women community, they're much more connected and they're much, there's much, 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 much more of a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, and I guess that's the one thing that I think that's very important, especially, and that's why I do, but, you know, in this together supports men and women, but I believe truly until white women, especially start supporting each other, especially in business, and out there in the world, uh, we're going to be, we're going to come up short. So what are, what are your, some of your thoughts about that? I, you know, like I said, I like to shake things up. That's just all, <laughs> you know, we've got to get, we got to get rid of the elephant in the room. If we don't deal with it, it's never going to change. So yeah,
1: lack, lack of, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think sometimes I, I just said something recently on a, on another podcast that the uncomfortable conversations are what create change. Yeah, and so it's important to bring it up. Um, I I do think that you're right to some degree. I mean, when you say that white women need to support white women, I, I what I feel you're you're saying is is that there's a lot of competition, uh, competitive nature sometimes. And I personally, I just have never related to that because of the way I grew up. I saw everyone as human. And I didn't, again, suffering, I never wanted a single living human being, no matter where you came from in the world, what you looked like, I didn't want anyone to know what that felt like. And so I haven't, I've had women be not supportive of me in my career, ironically. Um, But I've also, uh, I've also had some great women be supportive of me too. And I, I do think that most of my career has been working around a lot of men, which I find interesting because I would like to work with more women. I love women. I think women are brilliant and intelligent and they've all the studies that they show about, you know, how the, the boards out there are, you know, if there's less than half women on the board, the company is not achieving nearly the same success rate as they could because there's voices
0: missing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, you know, with the pandemic, there've been a lot of women that have been, that lost jobs and have left the the workforce. So yeah, that is really impacting. If you you really want to talk about social impact, I think that's something that's really occurring right now is getting women back to work, you know, Mm -hmm. getting them, you know, again, many were primary caregivers. They were, you know, again, There were so many things, even parents of of children, but Mm -hmm. women have to get back in the workforce. A lot of the women that were in services, you know, hotels, Mm -hmm. uh, all the services that went by the wayside. We've got so many women that need to get back into jobs Mm -hmm. so that I think that's something that we really have to target right now. I think I, I would say probably that's one of the most important things that we can do right now in our country is to get women back to work, get everyone back to work. So that they they have sustainability and, and they're able to care for themselves and their families. So, um, I agree. So I they, think the, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I think one of the biggest things we could do right now is take away the t- biggest takeaway. I think from all of this is that we have to learn to, to have a compassion for humanity no matter where we come from or who we are or what level of income or what background, we have no idea what's going on in people's lives. Really? We we make assumptions all the time and we can look just by looking at someone and to understand that it's our, to have compassion for other people and just say, I see you. I love you until you prove me wrong. I'm going to love you and have faith in humanity and believe in you and do my best to help. To help you in any way I can and be
0: be a, a a sister, you know, a, yeah. a brother, a friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you're an amazing woman, and uh, we need a lot more of you to be out there again with that philosophy and with that that amazing pe- compassion. I think the word that I like to use more and more is empathy. Yeah the feelings of others. And when we do have empathy, anything is possible. Well, you know, we don't have much more time, but I want to just say, ask you, what is, what is most important for you to say to us today? What is, what are the things that you really want to, to share and to share with the, the podcast group?
1: Um, well, first of all, I want to thank you for all the work you're doing, uh, to help lift women and everyone really should. And I'm not just saying this cause you're having me on the show. I really love and respect you and what you've been doing to try to help lift women up is important. And so we need to do, we do need to look outside ourselves and see how we can take that step to, to really just put ourselves forward and say, what can I do for you? That's the biggest thing you've ever done. You said, how can I help you? I learned that from you. It's like amazing. Cause no one's ever asked me that <laughs> I'm asking that all the time. <laughs> How can I help you? You know, I love that adage that you have, um, and I think um, loving yourself, honestly, that's been a, the hardest thing for me. Uh, I am so great at loving everyone else and lifting everyone else and taking care of everyone else, and to the point where a lot of times I forget myself in the equation and and forget that it's okay to love who you are. It's not an ego thing; it's a self esteem thing. No.
0: Taking care of yourself is so very important. Mm-hmm. Well, so where can they find you and learn more about what you're doing? And uh, I, I know one of your podcasts just came out, so uh, wh- wh- you, you're you're the the chief storyteller now. So um, <laughs> yeah, where, where can we learn more about you and find your your podcast, and also more about the fifth element? Because it again, you you have been involved in. Well, we didn't even get into the national women's uh, history museum and and uh, oh yeah that in itself is just a i'm very excited i talked to uh, susan yesterday about uh, uh you know there's going to be some wonderful news coming out so i'm excited about that we'll have to have another podcast about just that because yeah agreed national agreed. women's uh, history museum is So important, talk about telling stories. Mm -hmm. How about the stories that women need to know that we've come from a place of abundance, not one of scarcity and that, you know, Tiffany Shlain's "50 Women Changed the World." We've we've got all these wonderful credits that nobody knows about. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's keep telling the stories. But again, how do we find more? <laughs> Where are you on this? We've got to get. Where that-
1: am I in the world?
0: We, um, got, to, we got to get your star <laughs> brighter so people can see it.
1: Oh, thanks, Nancy. Um, yeah, I feel like Waldo out there right now. Where's Waldo? <laughs> um, I, I first of all, i I can definitely be um emailed to Alyssa uh, at Fifth Element uh, which is E L I S S A, Alyssa at FifthElement Group. If you're interested in impact advisory, if you're interested in my podcast, it's Alyssa at AWorldOnPurpose.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Alyssa uh, Fisher Harris, F I S H E R Harris, no hyphen. Um, and there's we have our Fifth Element website. We also have the World on Purpose website. And I would love to connect with anyone who has any questions, needs any help. Um, we're here. I'm here for
0: you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Women Connect for Good is is in your in your corner, uh, on your team, and so we will do whatever we can to continue to promote the good works that you're doing. So, I want to congratulate you on all all the things that you're doing, and, and the many things that that you all are doing to make this world a better place. You know, it just takes one person at a, at a time. You know, we can we can uh, we can do this, but if everyone did something every day to lift one another up. Whether it be a woman or a man or a child, if we did that every single day, we would be a different world. And so you and I still are working. Let's 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 make sure that the world finally is in place that they that we don't have jobs anymore. How about? I agree.
1: That? <laughs> I agree. We're done having to help people. Now we get to have We're
0: a sit around just enjoy each we other. We get to have
1: a, a a nice glass of wine in that little uh, you know palm tree you've got in the background with the beach, because <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, That would be wonderful. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much. Uh, Let's stay in touch and you have a wonderful day.
1: Thank Thank you, Nancy. And thank you for believing in me. It, It means the world to me.
0: Well, you've got it. I've got your back. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books. In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. And Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.